Live from the Apocalypse. Tip your shit, kid. Hook it. It's State of the Game. Episode 100. Whoop. Episode 100. Nobody thought we'd make it here, but that's because they didn't know who we were when we started. But <laughs> we are here. This My wife's trying to be proud of me for this, but we started this when the pandemic started, and she's like, oh, 100 episodes already? When's this pandemic going to end? I'm like, oh, we don't link my success to this pandemic. Anyway, thank you for staying with us throughout this. We've learned so much over 100 episodes. We'll talk a little bit about it. But we have incredible guests. The theme of this show. Oh, let me introduce my co-host, the Immaculate. Now, the Dragon Prince on Netflix is based on his life. So watch the Dragon Prince. He's a bit of a mage. K. Diggy, thank you for uh, to celebrate this with me. Uh, mm-hmm. we, this is about our favorite verses. Doesn't have to be the most articulate verses. Doesn't have to be, you know, the most erudite. Just verses we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and some of the verses I love, I found out to, today are kind of gibberish. Uh, Let's talk to the pen pals who love to rap. Thank you for coming here. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks hello, for having hello. us. Congrats on getting to 100. That's big. Yeah, this is a special occasion. <laughs> it seems easy to talk this much, but it's not. You know what I mean? You make it look easy. A, you usually get a call from the president uh, around That's this time. Real. I don't know. <laughs> so I was going to... And... Now, we have, a, we have another guest who will be with us briefly. When the song, when Sade sang the song Smooth Operator, it was a warning <laughs> that Premrock was coming. Premrock. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us, sir. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, congrats on 100, man, because that wow. is an, that's an, an accomplishment. Congrats uh, on an incredible song with evidence and woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, thank you very much. Cool. Thank you very awesome. much. I'm doing it for the first time live next week, so I'm excited to do that. It's big. Um, it's big. Woods wow. is not doing his part, but because that's like a 32 bar story that he would not not be prepared to do. But it's all good. I'll do my part. Uh, yeah, no, 100 episodes is a big deal because I watch all these. I feel like everybody has like a failed experiment with podcasting or or some sort of. <laughs> Uh, weekly or monthly thing that they set out to do and they always fold because it's hard. So, you know, well, kudos, yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean, it's not I, easy. I learned this kind of because I started Free Music Empire more than 10 years ago. And, you know, nobody respects blogs and never really did. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I was just a blog and people, I'd be like, I have a blog. And they'd be like, nobody cares. I'd be like, I know. And I would just keep going. Keep doing it. <laughs> no way to do it. <laughs> you yeah. know? And yeah. so pretty soon it, it became something cool. So doing this, I was totally ready for the grind without the reward to, to just kind of to keep keep moving. Uh, you have to be prepared for that shit if you're going to take a chance doing anything. Um, so, okay, to ask yeah. you right off the bat, what have you learned over all these episodes, all these insane guests? What have you learned about the creative process? I mean, I've learned that there really is no creative process. Everyone just has their own thing uh, that originates from, you know, how they lived. 
and I, I just think what I've really learned is that everyone who's like really good at their craft is passionate about their craft and is always willing to learn new things, uh, no matter where the source of those things come from, in order to be able to express themselves and express the ideas that they have to you know the best of their ability. That's it. Yeah. Well said. I mean, I think I have a habit of outthinking everybody, outthinking myself about projects <laughs> and listening to people's projects, but I don't think I've ever outthought an artist about their own shit. Right. <laughs> it comes to my head, they're like, I know. I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> so that's that's cool. That's always been real fun. Um, yeah. But some of so when you when you were thinking about your favorite verses. Mm -hmm. What did you notice about your favorite verses and, and what they shared or what they didn't share? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I just kind of like dove back into history of discovery and discovering, you know, shit that really influenced me to become a rapper, become a writer and just the shit that blew my fucking mind when I heard that's, it. That's that's, that's the, the main thing. Just that like it had to be something that you just like you had to you wanted to rewind it. You just you had to as as like a, a burgeoning hip hop youth. I used to I'm, I'm old enough that I would like print lyrics out you know, from yes. the original yes. hip hop lyrics archive. Yeah, yeah of, course, I, of course. I would literally, uh, you know, look up 93 till infinity, the entire album. I remember I printed it out at my dad's work, used up all of the free Absolutely. ink. Yep. And, and, uh, and I had that like as a stack that I kept in my room. And it was just like, you know, it, it's what I think about when, uh, you know, you hear about how like Hunter S. Thompson used to, you know, write, f scott fitzgerald novels like with the typewriter to get the feel of it it's it's that for me like oh. i would i would literally transcribe I didn't know that. transcribe I didn't know that either. yeah it's dope it's just he wanted to get the 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 flow what does it feel like to 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 pen a classic and like it's kind of the same way like i would listen to shit and if it wasn't on the lyrics archive or if it was just a song i really fucked with i would i would transcribe it myself like i i think i even had the the credits on some of those, like, you know, some of the wow. obscure, OHHLA. Yeah, obscure Edan, you know, songs Edan. that nobody dedicated had. son of a bitch. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we can get into what some of those are at some point, but I, I do want to make sure that uh, Prem gets his time in before he has the jet. So totally. Yeah. To, Appreciate Prem, that, I, you know, since we have a unique situation, Prem's leaving at some point, but we now yeah. have. Yep multiple collectives that have worked with Woods. So I wanted to get Woods right out front, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think, and I'll lead, but I want, does any, I want to, if anybody has a Woods verse that Ooh. they really love, uh, uh, think yeah. about it. But I would, uh, so for me, I'll just lead off and say, a lot of people love Woods because he's a historian and he can like map out history for you with the emotions in it. For me, it's a story. When Wood starts telling a story, I'm fucking there. I can't go anywhere else. So for me, it's steak knives. You know what movie that's from? Uh, uh, is it? It's a reference to. No, it's a reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glenn Gary, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. 
Second place, you get steak knives. Uh, first yep. place is like a car. Or, <laughs> nice. Uh, no, I agree with you, but I actually have a definitive verse that I wasn't like the, I wasn't even really like, I thought he was really like a really cool person. And I thought he was like really brilliant, but I didn't like, I got to know him before I got to know the music a little bit. So it was kind of a weird, you know, green was like, woods is like the fucking truth, man. And I was like, kind of like in my younger, more very traditional, even though I love deaf jokes, I didn't quite get him at first. I thought I was like, man, he's just not really riding the beat. Um, some super dope like references, but I didn't I didn't get it till I heard uh, history will absolve me. And uh, N- Nigerian email to me is like the fucking most incredible Woods performance. It's two verses, but I, I put them both together. But it's like, uh, first of all, I wasn't prompted with the favorite verse until you called me at like six. So I haven't really thought about this. But <laughs> Woods, Woods, I, Woods, I can say definitively like. When I heard that Nigerian email verse, like that song, first of all, the beats bananas. It's uh, this dude that used to work with him all the time. Um, how am I forgetting his name? Marmaduke, Mar- I think. Um, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it's Marmaduke who used to have crazy beats that kind of teetered on electronic. Uh, and But they're all hip hop. But he said, like, I'm buried in fatigue, soldier slim. Uh, like crazy shit like that was just Ooh. like, and, and the whole song's a Nigerian email. Like, oh man, I wish, I wish. Uh, um, I had the lyrics in front of me, but there's so many quotables and, and some of it, you could tell is like cherry picked from his life. Some is from history. Some is from hip hop. Um, uh, man, Bushweed got me feeling like a kid again. Uh, I'm repeating myself. Like I'm going to get the papers, get the papers. Any, 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 any ad libs, he ad libs, get the, he doesn't say it, but you listen closely. He goes, yeah. get the papers like Goodfellas. So so much cultural hodgepodge. And and like you know, African history references and you know, Goodfellas, Soldier Slim from fucking the limit. And I was like, oh, I've been, I haven't really been listening to this dude. And then I dug into the whole album, and I was like, oh, he's he's a fucking he's a guy. He is the dude, and he just needs to get, you know, that was like his signature thing for me. It it clicked. I agree, man. I think the thing for for me for Woods is similar to what you were talking about, Prem. Like, you know hanging out with him he's he's a funny dude man and he like i don't think necessarily people get that from the music but because i know he is uh, from our interactions together i listen to the music that way now and i i notice a lot of just funny ass lines like even even in that one you were talking about he's got the line about like breaking breaking up trees on your fourth generation yeah. imitation premiere beats yep. that's definitely not the flavor and trust me you're not doing the you're 90s, the 90s no favors. favors yeah and, yeah. and like <laughs> there's a lot of gems like that where it just in general his his writing style is like you know pay attention or you're gonna miss it type shit and it's like when you do when you are in the sort of mental zone to to catch those it's 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 nonstop. It's like all types of it's well, like punchlines well, almost. While we're not to cut you off, but since I'm I'm only here for for a bit, it goes <laughs> also back to it ties back in the bars that you're saying about his story. But he weaves into that song. He goes, "Hot date, I'll do the cooking." She lives up in the Bronx. I'm in Brooklyn. Best not forget your earrings. That commute ain't appealing. And it's just like, oh shit. It's like you, and it's like in the middle of all this other shit. And you're like, oh, and now you're picturing like dating a girl from a whole nother you know, uh, an hour away. And if you forget your hearings, that's going to be, that's going to be a whole, that's a, a problem. Neither of us want. And, uh, and that's a humor too. Absolutely. 
Yeah. No, I mean, uh, Bobby, you guys did a song with him like Thick as Thieves, right? On Pen Pals. Correct. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. And that One was like my a favorite song, right? Wasn't that? It was like a. I'm sorry. Was there a theme to that? Did there was a song you guys? What was? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, off of uh, Big Money Cheese Capers, the the Twin Peaks song. You mean Twin Peaks? That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, I, I wrote that, that and awesome. then uh, Rapsol was actually the one who suggested getting Billy Woods in the mix. That's Black Lodge, the name. Black Lodge. Yeah. Uh, is, is, is he a is he a Twin Peaks guy? I never talked to him about Twin Peaks. I don't I don't think so. So that no. so that was the thing we were hoping song. it was a shot in the dark. Uh, it's, it's not, not a bad shot. It's not a bad we shot. Did like a, a Twin Peak a Twin Peaks uh, themed song. This is on Bobby's uh, most recent solo record called Big Money Cheese Capers, produced by okay. our, our yep. man Squires. I got to check that. Uh, and uh, and after he did it, I was like, yeah, Woods would sound really good on this. And then when I sent it to him, I was like, oh, this is a, a Twin Peaks Twin Peaks uh, reference. I don't know if you're into that show. And he's like, nah, i never seen it. I was like, well, uh, you got like three weeks to catch up, <laughs> catch up on all of it before, <laughs> before the session uh but yeah no i i don't think so I, it's but it's another crazy that's a crazy verse from him he basically just starts out the the verse just mentioning every single like tropical fruit he can in a row <laughs> yeah, that was a, a good snack man. green papaya cherry mangoes like <laughs> just so good so uh, the uh the other so the other one before prem grow goes he might grow but uh is I wanted to say I was gonna I was trying to think of a wrecking crew verse, uh one wrecking crew verse, do them all, and it was it, I was thinking winter 1987 with Prep Castro off Fidel. Um, yeah, yeah. If you guys aren't aware of that song, you should you should definitely check it after the episode. It's That's, so it's, it's so beautiful, it's so well structured. Yeah. You know, it starts with was the night before Christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring except for the mouse the rats and the vermin but nothing could fade me my mom's finished working and then off to Macy's and then like by the end of it you know twas the night before Christmas they left us the house but stole some loose dreams and cleaned us all out Damn. Yeah. it's an amazing story song yeah. uh, yeah. that's just that's just a, a bad christmas is what that is that's a that's oh it's no it's it's a, it's, a, it's a real bad christmas but it's still <laughs> still a christmas song nonetheless oh and it's yeah. And, yeah small professor does the beat and he pulled the the vince giraldi like piano mm. peanut stuff uh and it's just beautiful it's it's uh i just wanted to give you castro the love on that. i think that's a perfect song uh, in terms of a story song um uh, yeah mm. okay yeah. Do you have any uh, do you have any Castros you'd like to do? Um, ooh, there's many, there's many. Now, what that made me like a big fan of his, I would say Fidel. Let me find mm. something off Fidel. I mean, like you just mentioned one from Fidel. Um, I'll say recently, man, he he destroys that uh, that Merv Griffin Enterprises with uh, Zella Rocca and uh, and that beats insane. So shouts to Disco Vietnam. Uh, so I would say that. I mean, anytime he gets on his like. His writing is so unpredictable, like incredibly unpredictable. Like we're we're doing a song um, on Blockhead's new album, and uh, you know the way that we're kind of like because Castro's, you know, he's on the mend big time. So like mm. things aren't normally what they were. Norm I mean, he writes at, at a torrid pace. Like I can't I can't even pretend to like match him in terms of how quickly he writes. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and he, he, like, there'll be times where he's like, oh, no, I don't fuck with this. And then you read it and you're like, or you see it, hear it, and you're like, damn, this is fire. But he's <laughs> very, very particular. He's not just writing, writing, writing. He's very particular what he releases. But he just sent me, he's like, here's what I wrote. And, and, and that's not usually how we do it. So I'm reading his verse and it's just like references to like Marvel Universe and then like an obscure ass 90s basketball player. And then like, yeah uh black panthers it's just like such a venn diagram of a very very selectively like esoteric influences that to me it's like it doesn't even you don't even have to be into it you just uh it, it first of all like the, his inflection and tone like the way he uses right. his tone is yep. so you understand what what it is and why it is what what he's saying even if you don't you know and uh we kind of have really different backgrounds in terms of like what what we what we like but we connect the rap essentially but um yeah just that i would say that is a good modern example of how he puts it all together um and then some unreleased stuff that you guys haven't heard that he's, he's going nuts. yeah i was gonna say it's always fun it's like what what curly castro and i'm thinking uh we got we got some shit with him on the upcoming project yeah that, uh, oh, yeah. oh man yeah, like, you, you uh sent me that yeah that song is crazy guys yeah the yeah, whole song I'm the whole song is, the whole song is great yeah yeah thank yeah, you i'm hyped for that and it's that similar type of shit where it's like the references are like, I actually, have, I actually have a question for, I guess, Prem and I, I know Bob because we do the same thing. Like we, we send each other usually, usually recorded demos and stuff, but sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes like you just want to like send a verse over. And I'm just wondering like, how often do you ask, it could be Castro because anyone you rap with, like, how often do you ask them like, yo, what, what the fuck is this? Like, what are you, what are you talking about here? Like, cause I know for me, every once in a while I do that. Like Bobby and I, like our, our rap style can often be definitely reference laden. And, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and, and most of the time I, I do, if I don't know what it is for Bobby, I'm like, oh, it's probably some like video game I never played <laughs> Fair you know, or some like, you know, Kurt Russell eighties flick that I should check out. But like, Sometimes it's like, yo, what, what actually is this? And then he has to like send me a Wikipedia page or something. But <laughs> just wondering, often. I'm just wondering how often that happens for you. Not often. Um, we, we, he has asked me, I mean, maybe once or twice. And I think I've asked him once or twice, but it, it stays like yeah. the entire record we just did that that'll be out next year or this year later uh i don't think we asked each other once we kind of just we've kind of like gone to that point where like we draw our own conclusions unless we're like are you uh you taking a shot at, at so-and-so on this <laughs> like we'll do that yeah, yeah. uh but we kind of yeah. leave each other to our own our own things and now i'll mm -hmm. tell you what i what we will do and i think i only do it with him and and this isn't just for like shrapnel stuff but i, I do i'm like am i hard enough on this am i coming hard enough on this right right and he's like the one dude i'll ask i mean <laughs> just because he asked me the same thing. And, and I know he's not going to lie to me. Um, you know, that's good. Cool. Could I have done this better? Uh, and, and I'll be like, yeah, you know, I think you might have, you might have a better take in you or maybe a better verse or, and he, he had verses where I was like, bro, this shit is crazy. And he's like, nah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's your verse. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one thing about though. being, about being like, right. Being creative, right. And whatever you're doing, is most of the people you run into will tell you that was good and they'll leave it at that. Or they'll be like, eh, whatever, you know, like they'll either like, you know, it's like shades of indifference. Yeah. <laughs> right. Most people Which don't is care that much, or they're super excited about it because they don't know anybody else who does it. 
right? And so to have somebody who knows and can say, that's 80% of what you need, but it's not 100. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you really like, you know, we're artists. Like sometimes we don't, we don't, we miss, we miss like the forest for the trees with, with our own stuff. You know, I like, I, you're, you'd be amazed. Like some, some artists are uh, tremendously self-assured, but like some people that you think are in, incredible, like don't agree sometimes. And it's like, you kind of need that checks and balances, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. They said that about Rodney Dangerfield that he used to walk around the club telling everybody one-liners and being like, was that funny? Did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Com- I used to live with comedians uh too when I was young a younger man with two roommates. And thank God those those days are gone. But like <laughs> I uh <laughs> I know you guys probably feel me on that out in New York. But uh so uh they were like about their material, like real like comedians, man. To me, they're like rappers on steroids in, in terms of sometimes some I'm, I'm not gonna fucking they're not a monolith, but the, the, in terms of their material being like, is this any good? And, uh, and, you know, I know we got our own shortcomings, but I'm like, damn, I'd be like, yeah, that shit's funny or, or eh, it's not, but yeah. well, also like the thing about comedians is that they actually get to like workshop yeah. their material a lot more in front of people. Definitely. Like as, like as rappers, we very rarely, you know, besides maybe a couple people in your crew that you, you know, spit a verse. I mean, for myself, I, these days, I pretty much just rap to my girlfriend. Uh, I'd be like I finished this verse listen and she'll be like that's great I'm like yeah yeah and uh but it's not the same as you know a discerning audience that like could either I mean in the case of comedians it's like if they're crickets or not but but if it was if you were like I guess the equivalent would be like if you went to open mics or something and you were you know trying something out but it's also like the reaction is not as binary, I guess, because it's like as a comedian, you either get laughs or not, or maybe you get some groans or something. But, but with a rapper, I mean, do people like hear some lyrics live that they've never heard and just be like, oh my God, that shit? Like they could, but it's not, people can feel or appreciate music in all types of different ways. It's not always just, you know, one one way of showing you like that and, and no one's gonna be like yo that was a dope verse i really like that metaphor in line four man crazy yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah no nah, it's true we don't have open mics the way that like uh you know there's still to this day they're big time comedians will go and try new material like right now maybe right now like down you know in the village you know, where you know where you're at like some of those spots like people show up and they're like they try new stuff and they're like yeah not great like, could you imagine? I've seen, if, like, it. I've seen it. I mean, yeah. I used to be like, I used to go to the knitting factory all the time back in the day. And that was when Hannibal, Hannibal was, yeah, okay, yeah. was yeah. the host. And he, I mean, he would base, he used that hosting session just as a way to like, mm-hmm. like if he would talk shit for the three hours of that night, you might then see one line that he, you could hear. He got a, a good reaction from later. Yeah. On. Could you, That's could you right. picture like, uh, could you picture like, I don't know, Benny the butcher, like, <laughs> jumping in on a fucking like downtown open mic and be like yo check it it's new shit let's we'll see what you think it's like no of like, course not. he's like do do yeah <laughs> well i have to do a voice check zilla Rocka, are you here yeah i'm here oh. I'm wow listening. wow I'm wow i've been listening i've been That's studying awesome. i'm i'm wow. riding the rock mobile 
Incognito. <laughs> yeah, I was just I, I spent the last eight minutes just in the cut, just digesting the good comment. It's good to be on a podcast where I don't have to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> you. Uh, you've gotten to that point. You just sit back and watch. You know. Yeah, it's wonderful. You Podfather. Know I mean? you're, you're like you. You're the Landry Shaman of this podcast. It's wow. Wow. <laughs> the man I'll behind the man. I'll give you 20 minutes. I'll give you 20 minutes, but, you know, don't expect a lot. You know what I mean? But I, I, I hit a couple corners recently. I'll break you off. Dude, you're, you're the sixth you're six man. You're the sixth man. You're the dude that's hanging up on well, top of the hoop, here. swatting the ball away. Instant offense. Uh, like that, I'd call it. Yeah, like that joint. Yeah. Instant I'll, offense. Okay. Thanks for letting me uh, crash the party. I was just post it up, man. Hang it really out. is a party. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah, on. I heard you. I, 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 I called in. You guys are singing the praise and win this kind of prize. I was like, whoa, let me just listen. Let me just listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy song. Yeah, I, like, right. I got I got five, guys. Yeah. Five. I got five minutes. Um, yeah. yeah. Z- you, Zilla, you give, want- me a, give me a Castro verse that you're into. So, yeah, my, my favorite cast members? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I go deep with this guy, man. Um, it's probably, um, what's it called? Um, Blue Edwards. That's my favorite Ooh. Castro record. Uh, uh, what's his joint? It's called, uh, not, not Habitual Line Stepper. It's when he goes, if, if it goes like a duck, shucky, quack, quack. Bing, bing, bing. The crew is idiots, idiots, wrecking crew, idiots, wrecking idiots. Wrecking idiots, yeah. Idiots, because we could lost one. Because he, so that song, listen, the whole Blue Edwards album is taking shots. The whole album is a disrespectful tone laid out, all right? And when he sent me that joint, I think that was the first one he did. And he wrote that album super quick because he was amped up. And so I think he, he texted me that verse or like send me like the notepad app. And I read that shit and I was like, yo, you're talking like shucky ducky, like dumb comedy jam, like clouded some dude. I was like, this is, this is my favorite thing. And it was the first time where I felt like he was just really overly funny while just stunting on somebody. And so like that, I've known him to be, you know, incredibly conceptual and, and actually, like, it's cheesy to say, but, like, educational with his bars. Like, he was like that the first day I met him. But when that album came about, it was like, he was, like, acting like, you know, like like like, like the cat ran outside the house, like, catching catching a mouse in the corner, just smacking it around. For, you know what I mean? And, like, just toying with people. And so that's, that joint, Wrecking Idiots, is just, like, it's pretty short, but the beat is so interesting. And then what he does with it, it's, like, it's a it's a chamber I love from him because he doesn't he does he's not really like loosey goosey on a lot of records you know what I mean yeah, he always right. has like a very yeah it's it's everything is very precise like he and I were talking today about like how even before we knew each other we had like very similar disciplines like going into studios where it's like I don't go to like we can have fun and kick it but like I'm there on a mission like when I go to someone else's spot or, or vice versa. And uh, so when he and I linked up, it was really easy to work together. But uh, so yeah, that's that song is, and his whole the, because the funny thing is like he's mad funny and chill when he's not in the studio. You know what I mean? Like you, you guys have heard him on the pod. You know what I mean? The pod, we have a good time. But like when he's in the studio, it's it's work. And then when work is done, then then you know you can relax and play. But that's uh, yeah, all my, business. My 
all business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, not, he knocked out, he knocked in the oh, first yeah. shrapnel, he knocked out uh, eight songs in a row. Damn. Without without taking a break. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds about right. That's what, uh, and then Green, wouldn't, like the Green wouldn't let him out. He wouldn't let him out. He's like, nah, you, you, you got to keep in there. Right? But uh, yeah, I, before you go. Yeah, yeah, I got to roll. What's up? I got, I got a minute. What's up? One more thing. What's up? What's a better album, Mecca and the Soul Brother or Main Ingredient? Um, Bram, do not fuck around with this answer. <laughs> I mean, I know what the right answer is, and I'm going to tell you that it's one of my grave sins that I don't know the main ingredient as well wow. as I should. I know Mech and the Soul Brother way better. That's all. Mech and the Soul Brother. I know that album better. Um, you said best. All right, so I know Zilla feels me on this one, but this will be my parting shot. One, sure. of, my favorite, one of my favorite verses of all time has been since I was, I don't know, 13 years old is... Uh, Apostles warning, prodigy. Oh! So, I, I knew that entire verse, uh, word for word, when I was 13. And I remember, like, drinking for the first time. And, like, Mob Deep is a real, like, influence on me, like, wanting to try liquor. <laughs> yeah, my, my Terrible music, as it is. Mob Deep is the perfect music. It's Terrible. Perfect music for Four in the morning with throwing back some cognac juice. Um, anyway, I appreciate I wanna you guys. I want to drink away the pain. Yeah, I mean, that's the obvious one. That's the obvious one, right? Um, now, I appreciate you guys. Happy uh, 100. Um, Have a great shift, man. Yeah, hey, yeah, you two. Man. You two on your next one. I appreciate it. I'll catch up Peace. with you guys. Peace, Prim. Yeah, yeah. Well. Peace, guys. Peace. Have a good night. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I definitely did drink bro. to drink away the pain. I definitely did. Like, I never, it, I never drank to that. Oh, man. When I was in Korea and I was just like, this Ooh. sucks and I want to go home. Yeah. That was it. That was oh, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. When in that's Korea. That's real Drake. Straight yeah. up. God damn. So, and I, I, I went Prodigy. This, I, we go into my thing where I was like, some of these major people, right? Ghostface, Prodigy. When I was thinking about my favorite verses of them, they were guest spots on other people's stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and so my favorite. Wait, what, 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 what has been taken? Wait, what's been taken already? Well, I think we're. <laughs> Nothing. It's, it's wide open. Woods, right? We talk yeah, woods, some we woods. Talk we talk some woods and Castro shit. Yeah. Oh, good. For grabs. So, Prodigy. Mm -hmm. I'll give you my Prodigy. I want to hear uh, what everybody thinks. It's his first verse on Ton and Kiko off The Realness. Oh. He's a notebook crook with loose leaf beef, a backseat criminal who passed the heat to somebody that blasts the heat. Wow. And there's, there's like, and it's all about Nas. And I think the craziest yep. thing he, he says, is like, you got your platinum plaques to prove it. Your music's been around the world moving. And it comes right back around to the ground, don't it? Now it's time to face your opponent. The weirdest shit. Him wow. just being like, you're famous and rich, but you're coming back and I'll be here. He was like, damn, prodigy scares, scares. scares. I, 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 I agree, man. Prodigy, prodigy, uh, definitely. I actually can say that a guest verse from him was the first time that he really came on my radar. Cause I think, I mean, I had heard other shit, but when he, when I heard that, the I shot your remix, the Ooh, L Cool J shit. 
I was that's just what, like that's what, Bar- that's what Disco Vietnam said. He says that's the best verse of all time. I, I think I think it's up there for the, one of the best in in like a posse cut versus one of the best I've ever heard. And and that whole like I mean he basically created the idea at least within you know my mind of like Illuminati through through that verse. Like I had never I had never heard of that shit before. And then obviously, you know. It's it 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 it's everywhere after that, but like, you know, Illuminati, want my mind, soul, and my body, right. secret society, trying to keep the eye on me, and that and that's just crazy, man. Like, and there's so many lines in that, and you know, he's on a track with fucking, you know, Keith Murray going crazy and Fat Joe and and LL and Foxy Brown shit, but like, he he's such a highlight. Like when you hear that, you're like, oh, he's he's killing this, <laughs> like. Yeah, t- Bobby, talk to me about how strange and off kilter Prodigy's delivery was. Like, there was something that was slightly off about it that was amazing to watch. It's just uh, unique, man. Just entirely original. Was it? It was like a broken monotone or something. It was like it was it was deadpan, but it was never the same. In right. A strange way. Um, yeah, man. You know, it's funny you said that, Stan, because me, me, and, uh, me and Barry were, were texting about this today, about how when Prodigy got older, stopped rhyming words, and it wasn't, it was more just about, like, him, it's, just, it's cheesy to say, but, like, it's him just, like, being on a song. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't about everything snapping into place all the time. You know, and, and at that era of him, I was like, uh, I'm not going to check for you anymore. You're my number one guy. Now you're being weird. But as I've gotten older, it's like, that's the ultimate flex when he's like, like he has like this one like freestyle with him and like Mac Miller on like Tony Touch. And it's like right when like Albert Einstein, all that's hitting and he's on all those Alchemist records. And Mac Miller's rapping, you know, he's all wild, like he's next to P, but Mac Miller's rapping like he's in a dorm room, like in a, you know, like in a house party, right? Like just trying to be like everything lining up. Whereas P is just like, yo, I stabbed the bitch. She wasn't. She was a restaurant tight. Yeah, I took her to the mall and I bought her the scarf. Like it's like, you know, he's just saying it like, what? Like that doesn't even go together. But it's so cool, and how he says it, it's like the ultimate confidence to be like, I choose when I feel like making words rhyme, and I choose not to sometimes. Like that just came up today when he and I were talking. So it's funny you guys are talking about P being so unorthodox with it. Yeah. No, I was, I, I, one of my favorite articles I ever wrote for Free Music Empire, I think it was in 2016, uh, was it's called The Self Destructive Finale of Mob Deep. And it was about America's <laughs> Nightmare and specifically about, uh, Pearly Gates. Wow. What a song. I wrote an entire thing about it, like where like everybody else gets what the song's about. Havoc's like talking about heaven, but in kind of a hardcore way. And then like Mace comes in and he's born for that shit. And it's all teed up for Prodigy. Prodigy steps in the booth and is like, I will beat the shit out of God. Like, bring me there. I don't give a fuck <laughs> you. And like fuck Jesus, and he's like, it's uh, they like had to beep massive parts of the shit. 
because they were just like, this is insane. Uh, it was going to be like the soundtrack of the movie, right? 50s movie. It was going to kick off a new leg. Yeah. Of- that Amazing. sacrilegious shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you'd have like it. Prodigy talking about like religious shit anyway. I mean, he's he's always on some. The thing I like the most about Prodigy's bars is that he's like the ultimate stone cold, like stone face killer type, but he he talks wild shit too. So it's like, it's, it's this interesting combination of that, like, sort of, I mean, he, he does have his own style completely, but I mean, there's a lot of like rock him influence, right. In the, in the like monotone delivery, like you said, in this very, like when I think of P, I think of somebody who's solid. I know what I'm going to get out of him and it's always going to be dope, but there's something about him, which interests me more than just that, you know? And I think it is the fact that he, he, d- he didn't give a fuck. Like, if you read his story and and you know, like, what he went through and shit, it's just the type of thing where he, he was just the type of dude who had gone through a lot, felt a lot of pain, and, like, lyrics writing was a way for him to just kind of go go off, and there was no holds bar type of shit. And, you, and that's what you feel in the verses. You feel that, like, he could say anything, which is why I fuck with him. And, and yeah, maybe oh, there's, yeah. like, there's, like, um, a Hemingway aspect of it of like this is a very emotional person who never truly figured out how to express their emotions and so everything that Prodigy wow. said was loaded loaded with subtext right and so I remember when people would come up to me and be like Hemingway's to- toxic masculinity I'm like he knew that read his shit mm. he knew it like they study him <laughs> to learn about that shit you know um, yo, yo, did you guys ever ever hear that joint? Um, it's off that America's Nightmares album, which is not very good, but it's called We Up. Yep. You ever hear that joint? Where he talks about like having nightmares, like people trying to kill him, and him feeling like powerless, and then him like that's why he's like always strapped and on edge, and it's like the most vulnerable he is on an album, like nobody checked for, and and it has a. I had that, that Alchemist joint that got a twisted single. Yeah. Uh, yep. People like it, but it, it didn't really like really crack with the Thomas Dolby sample. But that We Up joint, where it, like the, the Havoc verse is just on like typical Havoc joint, which is crazy. But P is like really opening up about like what goes on when he's in bed by himself and like the paranoia and, and terror he feels. I was always like, man, this is heavy shit. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah, I would. I think my favorite havoc might be Bloodsport. I was reading Bloodsport the other day, and I was like, "God, that's <laughs> perfect." Oh, yep. Yeah, you guys ever fuck with the um the Havoc Alchemist album, Silent Partner? I I listened to it, but I didn't. I it, it didn't register for me too much. Yo, it's it's there's like this weird pocket of Alchemist that like. It was a little too early for him to drop those albums. Like I was playing Durag Dynasty today, and I'm like, if this came out now, this is a huge record because Alchemist is huge. Yep. But the, the Havoc album is the same thing, where it's like Alchemist is doing all the beats, Havoc's doing all the on, and and it's like the first time you're like, oh, Havoc's way better than Prodigy. He's way better. Than him. Like a full album. 
So I don't, I don't know if you guys have listened to it at all or if you want to revisit it, but you'll you'll be blown away. God, check that. How stunning. Yeah. Dude, Havoc is ripping that shit. Like Method Man's on there. I think Cormega's on that album. Um, I think Ray is too. And I think P definitely shows up. But Havoc is tap dancing on that shit. I was just like, whoa. It's like yeah. it's like how like Prince Poe, you know what I mean? Prince Poe was always dope and he just happened to sit next to one of the best rappers ever in his group. Right. <laughs> Have it the same boat. Like I'm dope, but I'm just next to top five dudes. That's a good. That's France. a good comparison, Zilla. And 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 with that, I'm gonna do a little segue because I I did want to mention. You know, we were supposed to like come up with a few of our favorite verses, and, yep. and and one of the ones I don't know if it was when you were creeping on us or not, but uh, I was talking about how back in the day, you know, when I was discovering verses, I would I would be like either like transcribing them or or like you know, fucking finding them on original hip hop lyrics archive, like, which is now basically what Genius is, uh, with just- Dog, I was contributing. F- I was sitting there writing that shit on that website, bang. Like, yeah, same, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I was, I, you know, if it wasn't on there and I really liked the verse, I would transcribe it. One of them that I wanted to mention, cause you said Prince Poe, but I wanted to mention the organized confusion song, Prisoners of War, because, because uh, that, that song was one of the verses that i mean that my list of favorite verses is kind of a mixture of shit that i just really think is amazing but also stuff that to me uh influenced me to the point where i can remember exactly where i was when i heard it and also you know how how it made me change my feeling about what was possible as far as you know lyric writing so like that shit when I first heard it, it it's it made me like want to memorize it to the point where I would just it's especially especially uh, Manch's uh, second verse and it's just like it's like wake up to the mathematics of an erratic rat rejuvenator of rhyme a sort of chromatic poetical medical medicine for the cerebellum out of vertebrum vertebrum insertum the nivrepellum breakdown poetical shakedown fifty two because stick up so get it on the floor face down like. I would lit. I would literally just do it over and over again because I couldn't understand how Monch was saying that. I, I would just yeah. listen to it like, yep. and and it was like, I I was memorizing it like it was my own rhyme, you know. Mm. Yeah, man. Was, that's. I mean, that's why hip hop is so fucking great. Uh, and and Kay, I want to you. I, I was just gonna, thinking about. We had at the poetry venue, and I was helping to run the poetry venue, we had an amazing poet who was from Puerto Rico. And we were talking about hip hop, and he said, I learned English from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm, that's dope. I was like, wow. what? Like, I couldn't even understand what they were saying. He listened to it so much, and it was so, he was so interested in it that he, that's what taught him English. Like, he's like, he's like, Dan, well, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but that's this really shit really happens right there's like verses that are imprinted in you um so okay give give me one for you so i i did it by categories um so we'll start with i think the first one uh we'll start with is tupac i ain't mad at you the uh first verse yep uh and that kind of goes on under the uh the storytelling the storytelling theme but that 
that was kind of the first verse that really opened up my eyes to, you know, the poetic and the storytelling nature of hip hop. Mm -hmm. um, I can't do the whole song, but I'll just do like a verse. On the block with your Glock tripping off Sherm, collect calls to the crib saying how you changed. Oh, you a Muslim now, no more dope game. Heard you might be coming home, just got bail. Wanna go to the mosque, don't wanna chase tail. It seems I lost my little homie, he's a changed man. Hit the pen now, now, now no sinning is the game plan. You know what I mean? And just the efficiency, uh, the, you know, the characterization. I mean, it was just eye-opening to me uh, and really shows, you know, how talented Tupac was as not only like a hip hop artist, but as a artist and probably one of the best writers that we've seen, period, in any form of, of our generation, so. Yeah. No, there, there was definitely there was a point where there was a movement to kind of minimize Tupac, right? And I think it's not just Funkmaster Flex, but tip of the hat to Funkmaster Flex, he definitely <laughs> was there. Um, and like it never took because people from all over the world mm -hmm. felt the emotional threads of what Tupac was putting in his songs. He wasn't just telling stories, he would like put you in the situation. People yeah, I, I think with him, he had the ability to, he, like he used his story or used his, his experiences to tell universal truths. You know what I mean? So this verse isn't, I mean, the, the passage I just read obviously is about his friend, but really I think what universally people connect with is growing apart from someone that you, that you once loved. And yeah. how do you deal with, how do you how does one deal with seeing a relationship change and evolve and how does like one adapt to that so that that's what people are connecting with and that's what anyone can really relate to and i think pot just had a gift at telling universal truths using using his his specific story right and he was he was erratic and he was contradictory yeah. that's that's what made him relatable Mm -hmm. because we all feel really erratic and uh, <laughs> uh so that was yeah it's it's been a legacy for him the stories i think are his legacy right from yeah. get away on uh me against the world like that's a song no one else does um yeah. and he's yeah so that i think i think that's a good pick that's it uh, that's a great pick I, I i had on my list lord knows by tupac because um i mean me against the world is my is my favorite album yep. by him and uh and that song in particular shows what what Pac was able to evoke with his with his writing specifically related to like the emotional aspect of it like it was some of his lyrics it was almost like reading the diary of someone who is yeah. really going through some crazy shit and it was also at the somehow at the same time like like watching a movie so there's like lyrics in that song where he's um you know I, I tell my man he'll be all right and and that's a lie and he knew it when he shook and died my god like i remember when i heard that the first time i, I felt like a chill through my body because it's like damn like you can uh, it pox another dude like that where it's like oh you can do this like you can you can you can write a song that can make someone feel like that like that that type of sadness or 
you know, and it's the same thing with a lot of his other lyrics, right? Like the, the idea that, yep. oh, you can do a song that's that's dedicated to your mom uh, or you can like do a song mm -hmm. that's bigging up like women's rights. It, it was all, at, you know, as a as an impressionable listener yep. growing up, like I was just like, oh, like, again, that that's what most of my lyrics are about, like find find the possibility of shit. And, and, that's and awesome. Pac's a good example. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, it's 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 really it's really good. And I think there's uh, I don't know that that Me Against the World, I think is one of the most nihilistic rap albums that I've ever heard, uh, and it's it's such an interesting study. But like, and Zilla, you're still there. The yeah, I'm, the, I'm still here. Yep. The funny. I, I, I gotta roll in like two minutes. I, I gotta I get ready for my show, man. Okay, yeah, I hear yeah. you. The funny thing is, <laughs> you remember when Eminem was was scoring the Tupac thing, right? And he was he was oh yeah, all, that was great. Yep, he was giving all the <laughs> interviews, and he was like, you know, Tupac he really influenced me because he had that connection with his audience, and that's what I wanted to forge was this emotional connection to my audience, and it the difference between the two is astronomical in terms of being a being relatable, <laughs> you know. It's it's insane. So. It's weird. How, how would you how would you describe the difference lyrically? Who Eminem and Tupac? Yes. <laughs> oh my oh my god. Um, Tupac wasn't a master technician. Yeah. That, that then that then everything is visceral. Everything is an as an emotional mood. Whereas like. Eminem, everything is a math equation. Every everything is like everything is designed to be like written as like music notes on a sheet of paper. Like and that and that's what that's what makes me like sad about him in terms of like there's no spontaneity. There's no mm. even the songs where he's like yelling and screaming, it's like triple stack vocals. And probably, yeah. you know, take forty seven. Whereas very like, calculated. Pocket, like yo. Yeah, and Pac is like, I may get killed tomorrow. I'm doing 15 songs a day, and everyone who's in the room can get on it. And I'm doing all in one take. And it's like, even though, you know, Pac, sadly, was such a great actor, he tricked people into thinking he was a real gangster and got killed. Because he was, he was a literal actor. Um, his art and his path as, a, as an MC was like, so it was like a fireball, you know what I mean? It was just, mm -hmm. whereas like Eminem, like once he wants to tap into that because he's had like a rough go of it here and there, but he looks at it through like, you know what he's like? Eminem's like, he's, he's like the dude that like read the instructions when he got his Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like, like you know what I mean? Like he didn't like plug and play. He was like, okay, then I put on channel three. Okay, and then plug this in and then press start. Like he's that dude. Whereas like, Pac is like, throw this motherfucker on and let's get, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't give, and in two hours, I'm winning the game. Yeah, I, I felt like Pac was like a, a hands-on practical approach to rap where, you know, the technician side wasn't as, where, where Eminem is, but like, uh, like who goes to Eminem for like, you know, unless you're like, you're like a white dude with mental health problems, like I don't know who's like <laughs> going to those songs, man. That's fair. Like dear mama, fair. he doesn't have that. He wants to kill his mother. You know Shout out to white dudes with mental health problems. That is that is my audience. I'm here with you. Uh, <laughs> so, 
I was going to say before you leave, I was going to give you my best yeah. ghost face verse. I picked one ghost face. Oh, wow. I, I shoot. Good for you. And it is his guest verse on Tony Montana. The legal hustle, the legal hustle uh, thing. Cormega. Cormega put out that wow, first. That was like one of the worst CD I ever bought in my life. That's, that album's terrible. The first verse that he goes in is fucking bananas. Up to bat with precision. See, I'm back in the kitchen slinging crack to these pigeons for the fact that I'm driven. My linebackers is blitzing, send you packing good riddance. It's just all, it's, it's, he wants Cormega's head on that track. He's like, let it be known. I am the guy. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's, that, that's a great moment on an, on an otherwise like very forgettable compilation. When, when Ghost wants to, he's, he's, I mean, he's the best of all time. When, when he's in the mood. <laughs> Indisputable. Indisputable. Yeah, when his man. energy me, is uh, I'm going to run the crib now, man. Yep. Oh, hey, crash. I mean, yeah, have a good night, man. My, my probably spent 47 hours. Thanks, man. We got, uh, we got Don Will on the night. So. Oh, John Will's the man. That's awesome. Yeah, Why I'm not sure that? when this one's going to air. we got some backlog joints, but, yeah, I just want to swing through. Just yeah, my, yeah. My, my, yeah, man, thanks. Pal, Cass. Yeah, man, uh, K-Diggy. Yep. I can't see you, but I can hear you. You, 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 have, you have a sultry tone, which I'm always Thank you, thank you. We're doing Dano, it. Dano is, you know, the apocalyptic one. Yep. You know, Michelle, so organized confusion. Interjection. Go. God, boys, thanks for having me. Organized. Right, see you guys later. See you. Peace. Peace. Uh, so yeah, that was was good, man. Eddie, anything to add there? Would you uh, to to the conversation? Eminem, Ghostface, any of that stuff? Oh, me? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't care. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think you're. I I think the way that Zilla put it was that M is very calculating. But there were some moments. I will say that. Eight Mile, like the stuff that he did for Eight Mile really resonated with me. Uh, and maybe it's because like, I mean, he was telling a story, but that after Eight Mile, uh, after the, there was nothing that really resonated with me. Um, and and, and I, I do think, I do think Dilla Rocco was right regarding how I think, you know, Eminem, when he's at the height of his powers, he's a master planner. Like he knows, he knows what's what's going to work in order to get the type of reaction that he wants. That's what makes him, uh, you know, a good artist as well. But it also can come off, as I said, very calculating and cold in a way that Tupac was was never. Yep, I just thought yeah. it was a good good comparison. I mean, for for me, Eminem is a tough one. I feel like I could never be objective with with his music because it's it's either like my early memories of of it, it was just a, a formidable time like discovering his first couple of records mm -hmm. and i was just at the age where like hearing some of those topics and 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 hearing just how over the top he was yes really mattered like and i wasn't one of these kids you know at my school who were like oh you have to listen to this because you know because it's rap like I was already a big hip-hop fan but I think there was it was the topics like is the types of shit 
like this strange like I didn't even really associate it with with hip-hop for a while because nothing else approached not, there was no other like raps where he was talk, like talking about like getting beat up by a bully or something like that or just really graphic shit about like how he hated his mom like that wasn't a thing it, it just it felt very different than everything else and then as I you know grew up and it's hard to like I can't even listen to the, most of his shit now I honestly think this stuff that I personally like of Eminem the most now is like his like freestyles and shit that would you know be on on the radio or like early performances I can like appreciate it more for just how like funny his his punchlines and how good of a rapper he is but everything after that is, is too loaded for me to enjoy yeah. anymore yeah no it's I I do I have to own up to we've been critical of Eminem here it's but um uh, when sound bombing 2 came out any man fucking crazy was my favorite shit you know um uh, and just that insane, I'm sicker than sperm cells with syphilis germs. I'm hotter than my dick is when I piss and it burns, you know? Like, he was just insane. Like, he was just, there was no, it was one of those, like, I think Action Bronson had that kind of moment where you were like, he said what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, what was that? That 926.13 verse on uh, on Blue Chips 1? Oh, yeah. Where, there's a whole part of it where okay, you gotta you gotta find these lyrics, dude. It's it, it, yeah. he lays out this story and he's like, went to the garden, told Pat to miss the you know, uh, to miss the layup. He said, Yes, Mr. Baklava, I will. And he's like talking about Patrick Ewing in that Pacers <laughs> series. That was like a theme for Bronson for a little while. He just kept <laughs> mentioning about how he had like set up the, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> like paid paid players to to miss shots that was a weird a weird theme running throughout his music but no i mean bronson had a lot of that like sort of like shock value shit early on mm -hmm. in his career like and and those songs yeah this the, on the party supply shit like you know she keeps a stash like in the private part of a pussy pocket like or whatever that was like and then some, something about like eating her eating her out like eating it like shaved consider it like bucatina razor clams or something like that like he just has like weird lines that you're like oh that's that's gross dog like <laughs> yeah but you were like you couldn't look away like there was nothing else like it, you know yeah uh, and i think that's the commonality with that early m&m was like you couldn't look away and like there were bronson imitators that came after him that weren't good at it that were just kind of saying stuff yeah, uh, yeah, but he was one on one because he could keep you guessing. Like he could start the verse and he's in the pool doing kung fu with women, you know. And you're like, <laughs> what? I'm what? Um, so that was not to mention, not to mention. I mean, the obvious. Uh, I think his biggest contribution is, you know, his food references. Because I I know myself. Like <laughs> after after hearing his shit, like I don't. I mean, I love food too. So when I, so, but I, I wouldn't necessarily think to put it, put into my lyrics, you know, right, and, right. and now I do like at most of my lyrics are, are basically just ingredients to, to shit that I want to eat soon. <laughs> he opened that, that all up, man. It's, it's, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Uh, okay. Do, should we do, uh, 
should we do like a eclipse slash pushy slash you know re-up gang section here oh hey you're i, I like that because i do have eclipse verse in one I of my one would. of my favorites I figured, yeah I would, so i was gonna open yeah that we up. can do that yeah what do you want what do you what do you got uh so i'm gonna go off of uh their first album lord willing uh it's not uh, it's called i'm not you yeah it's malice's buddy. it's malice's verse on uh or no malice now but he was malice at the time um so here's where do i start um Ooh. so deepest, okay deepest regrets and so, sympathy to the streets Oof. So I'll, I'll just go real quick. So he goes, so Malice is, there's five verses on the, the track. Yep. Uh, Malice is the fifth one. And he goes, oh, we in the same boat. I, we in the same boat. I tell them quick. No, I move Coke. And you and I don't share no common bond. So forgive me if I don't receive you with open arms. No, it shames me to no end to feed poison to those who could very well be my kin. But where there's demand, someone will supply so i feed them their needs at the same time cry yes it pains me to see them need this all of them lost souls and i'm their jesus Ooh. deepest regret and sympathy to the streets and see them pay for the fix when their kids couldn't eat and with this when with this in mind i still don't quit and that's how i know that i ain't shit my heart bleed but that aside from the fact i live for my kids and theirs and them youngins after that um so i mean no, I, yeah i can i've got a lot to say on that i would it, you know that honestly that was the verse i was gonna bring for from alice you got it. yeah um what it's just did, that level of introspection that level of the uh, level of analysis on top of the self-awareness like there's just so much going on on so many different levels that makes that verse like really work and very striking. Right. As a literary reference, because we've pen pals making great literary references here. Uh, Malice is the James M. Kane of the shit of the rap shit, right? Uh, James M. Kane, great crime writer, and all of his stories had your conscience eat you alive, mm -hmm. right? And by the end of it. You know, he has he has a short story about a criminal turning themselves in at the end and just being like, take like, I'm, I can't live. With I, you know, I can't live on the run. I can't live with what I did. Take. Um, and that's a lot that runs through a lot of his stories of just being eaten alive by what you've done. And that whole song is I'm not you rapper because I have to live with. This. And you're making it up because you're making it up. You get the cool stuff, and you don't have to go through what I'm going through. Yeah. So you're not me. My life's a fucking wreck. Yeah. That's, malice is the best. I still listen to No Malice. Uh, I'm Jewish. I'm, he's not going to convert me, but I still listen to him because his heart is so heavy with what he does. He's so... Mm -hmm. Conscience is so big and in charge of his life in this really meaningful way it's interesting i mean you you can tell that you know seeing like his career path and seeing how he lived you can tell that all of his verses were sincere 
Because I, I, I think I heard a story where Pusher was talking about, you know, he had to turn down a Clips concert because, and they were offering like millions, millions of dollars or a million dollars or whatnot. And Mouse was like, no, nah, I'm not, not going to do it. Yep. So he, he's got integrity. And so, you know, seeing how he lives only further cements that the sincerity of, of his verses in my, in my eyes. Yep. I'm with you. Anything to add on the pen pals end or are you, are you good? Um, yeah. I mean, I, you guys said it, man. I mean, yeah. you know, those guys are supreme writers. It's, it's crazy. Like how, how good they are considering, you know, or a, a, as a result of them being, you know, brothers, right? Like that's mm-hmm. how often does that happen? <laughs> and it's really clear. Like the, the weird part about it is it's all really clear, right? When Malice broke off, I was like, yeah, if you listen to it, you can hear. Like, he kind of hated all this, right? Right. But, like, and it makes sense the Push didn't, right? Like, Push is built for this. And sure. he's like, yeah, I'm going to keep rolling, you know? Uh, they have made it lyrically clear where they stand. Mm-hmm. That they respect each other, but they're, like, rolling in different directions. It's it's really unique, I think. Um, yeah so it's a good one do you have a do you have another one max do you have another uh verse hit oh yeah i might just i might just like quickly go through uh you know through some ones uh just lightning round type of shit yeah lightning round um because i i I wrote a little bit too many and and i just want to make sure i get some in (laughs) again again i'm just i'm just gonna go over these in terms of what i was saying like these are these are verses that made me realize for myself as both the listener but also as a writer that certain things were possible and opened my mind so I, I just need to shout out. I need to shout out for sure, Rock Marciano. I, I don't think we've nope. touched on him yet. Absolutely. So, mm. so I could I could name all types of songs for this. I I just I wrote down Flash Gordon, uh, off of uh, Mars Marsburg Reloaded, um, and that that lyric those lyrics are crazy. Uh, I'll just give you a quick a, a quick yeah. thing because I, I like. Um, I don't know, man, just like pretty much everything he says there, but like that, that whole things of like, uh, as the dove flew at the glove of the magician, it was just as I predicted reality is pre-scripted, trees twisted, autistic, gorgeous hitman, escort the vixen. And, and it's like, I guess what it, you know, what he's in my opinion, like the most influential underground rapper of the past 10 years. And the reason for that is because it's weird it's like in in some ways he's like both i i hate to do this because i don't mean to but like we were talking about eminem before yep and it's interesting how you know when you think about eminem was very influential right in in the way that people tried i think afterwards i can't think of specific examples but you know that he influenced a whole generation of people that tried to write like him you know, even though no one really pulled it off. It's the same thing with rock, like the amount of imitators or just people who clearly understand that, you know, putting uh, pauses in your in your music, taking your time, being not as bombastic, maybe not 
you know, relying on the beat as much, all these things, as well as just like exquisite shit talk, uh, is it's countless. And I count myself as one of them, like somebody who just, you know, could listen to one of his albums and then just be incredibly inspired to write. Yeah, I mean, the, the shit talk, I think what he what he brought to shit talk was, you know, like that, like that Hitman line as an example, right? The song is not about Hitman, right? Uh, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, exquisitely dressed Hitman escort the Vixen. And it's a whole, that's a whole page worth of visual imagery in that one line. And so he was like, your shit talk can open up a whole new world, you know? Yeah, and it's and and nothing's out of bounds. It's very it's very like cinematic in that way. It's like a it's like a strange like black exploitation pimp documentary, <laughs> but like but at the same time like weird shit can just happen out of nowhere. Love it's, that. It's, um, yeah. I couldn't so settle I, on one rock marciano. The only reason I didn't bring one, I couldn't. That, that's on. a hard. Yeah, it's hard, and I I I, I kind of like was re-listening to stuff, and I re-listened to the whole of Reloaded. Uh, this week and I think that's that's his best project uh, in my opinion he's got all types of good ones and, and a lot of it just kind of flows into each other there's there's no nope. real like super weak spots but I do think the highlight a lot of his highlights are on that album and and it's nope. I guess it's like if someone was to say to me hey uh, you know I'm trying to get into Rock Marciano that's probably the one I would point them in the direction of um, just because it it represents what he's about like it really there's a lot of just like there's a mood to some of his songs the song deeper it's like there's just there's a mood to it that not a lot of other rappers even if they explicitly are trying to do don't quite capture with his shit and it's super laid back and yeah um i just i i fuck with i fuck with rock marcy a lot um it's awesome so Give me another one, lightning round style. So the, the lightning round, that one wasn't quite lightning round. I tried, to, I tried to do lightning for this one. So on the same note of another very influential lyricist, but one who, you know, is in some ways couldn't be more different than rock, but in some ways is very similar is, uh, is Rap Ferreira or, or uh, Milo. Milo, so, yeah. So <laughs> I, I picked the song Landscaping with a Lucid off his uh, Who Told You to Think album. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just another example of a rapper who, and, and there's plenty of people that he was in, influenced by and that have been influenced that I could mention too, but I'm mentioning him because his catalog is just so deep and, and awesome. Yep. And what he brought to the table as far as like my influence and my writing style is the sort of, it, it's like an openness. And I guess that, just like the not being scared of basically saying whatever so it's very like you know uh free flow consciousness type stuff you know just just going with it but also there's just crazy references that you really do need to like crack open a book to understand and i guess that's that's what it did for me it made me realize like oh shit like i can actually i'm not just trying to say some punchline that is that you know, hip hoppers will get, or that is universal. Like I can say anything that interests me and that I've learned about, and it's all fair game. Mm. Yeah, no, I think I. It, I was saying I was because I've been listening to a lot of Mike and Nine this week. Yeah, uh, 
and American Nightmare, you know, it's all love. And like, uh, he's just the most like an instrument of any MC. And that whole wave of freestyle fellowship, poetic, uh, poetic MCs, all with different deliveries. Uh, he seems to really be a continuance of that in some way. Uh, yes, no, definitely. It's, it's of that, it's of that lineage. And it also kind of like speaks to, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's freestyle fellowship and it's, it's all those dudes, but like, you know, but it's also of this is this new wave of like not caring so much about being, you know, totally in the pocket or, or kind of like, having the beat tell you what to do it's you just kind of right. do it and I, I think like you know similar to what prem was saying about woods you know this is stuff that it, unless you were just have an open mind or you've been on top of you know the state of the game as you like to say there's <laughs> no uh that it's it's hard like if someone like took a break from listening to rap for a while and and they came back and they asked me because some of my friends do this sometimes and they're like yo who should i listen to and people who are open-minded will listen to someone like like rap ferrera and be like oh yo he's he's crazy but if right. you're if you're kind of an old head and you know you're you're not willing to understand that there's room for you know rap that's not always by the by the right. certain you know metronome then you might be like this guy but actually i mean at this point he's just got too much dope shit to even pretend like he's not killing it so that's fair that's fair mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Give me one more, and let's uh, then we'll give it three. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me see. What's what's the the cream of the crowd? Well, one I wanted to mention because I know this uh, this was one of Bobby's too is um, the song "Promised Land" by Idan off the Beauty and the Beat album. Uh, and this is as far as like influence. I mean, I could just say for myself, like I know I've, this is the second time I mentioned uh, Idan on on the program, but. Uh, Idan is the reason that I'm basically, you know, got got into like serious rapping, mostly because of this album. So Beauty and the Beat. And I just I think yep. it's a classic, but also um, this song in particular opened me up to, you know, similar to what I was saying about Milo, about being able to say whatever you want. This was like the first time I heard like a surreal rap and, and, and a rap that was was really visual in. In poetic in a poetic way where he was just saying like what what is he saying like put the put a nameplate on an asteroid belt like you know like i fought uh, fear with the hammer of thor lent me yeah exactly like i you know that's when civilians were made of metal i received the coronation because i had the last flower petals my power settled the clash between races and put good people on the magazine faces. Substituted television scandals with elephant and pandas. Tell him Mr. Elegant Commando with a hand so loud it punches Sphinx in the nose and the nose decomposed and so the story goes. And I was just like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I never heard anybody just say things that were, it was so clear that it was just um, like poetic devices I mean, obviously other people had done it, but that was the one that just hit me in the face of like, oh shit, I wonder what it would be like to, I mean, the amount of imagination you have to have to write like that is crazy, so. Yeah, so no, and I think the difference, 
Kay, there's a legendary song. I guess the first song on Supreme Clientele, right? Where nutmeg, where it's it's as on my list. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, but it sounds like a normal song. So it takes you a while. It took me a while to be like, this isn't about shit. He's just, he's just fucking around. Like uh, it took oh, me a while goodness. because it sounds like a normal Ghostface song uh, on some level. But like the the Edon song, it was very clear. Like I am out here, and and this is magic. We're making magic out here. Yeah, it's like an LSD trip. You know, it's like <laughs> it, it's how do you how do you put into words like if because that's the thing, man. Like you know, you can go to Prodigy and like so called reality raps, and then yep. you can meet somewhere in the middle with something like Rock Marciano, where he's. You know, he's kind of on some street talk shit, but he's also mixing in some strange elements like the elegant, you know, the elegant, gorgeous hitman. And then you go all the way to something like this, where it's like there's no you're not being tied down to anything based in reality. And really, when it comes down to it, that's what writing is about. Right. Like you can you can you can write about whatever you want. My personal favorite type of, you know, literature is, you know, magical realism. So it's just like all, t- you know, Gabriel Garcia Marquez type shit, yep. where yep. it's like, where it's like things are always just on the cusp of being strangely not real, but things, most of it is happening real. But then every once in a while something happens, you're like, nah, th- that's not, that could never happen. But because mm-hmm. everything else was so believable and so descriptive up to that point, you, you do believe it. And, it. and it enters, you know, your consciousness is something that is, that is just part of that world and i think that's that's a cool way to write it is i add to the magical realism theme here because i definitely had one uh in that vein it's verse one of me and jesus the pimp in a 79 granada last night Mm. by Mm. the coup off steal this album um yeah banger okay if you haven't heard it's like one of the most perfectly written rap songs ever i got a I got a whole list i'm just there's a lot of verses i need to get up on and so he, he says it starts well he was smiling like a vulture as he rolled up the horticulture ignited it and said i hope the vapors don't insult you what i replied denied but he mixed weed and hop his head was nodding up and down like he agreed a lot and it, it's jesus he's hanging out like he, skipping a little bit ahead, I press the gas to the ground to show that I'm a hound, making sure that uh, the give rubber so- sound is heard uh, through the town. 30 years ago, Jesus could pull a hoe quick, but now he's 50 and his belly hang lower than his dick. Philosophy uh-huh. that he spit stuck in my memory chips, and now he's putting in a disc of Gladys Knight and the Pips. Then that shit starts to skip. He said, somebody must have scratched it. But the 40, put the 40 to his lips and poured the contents down the hatchet. And he's in a fucking car with Jesus listening to Gladys Knight and the Pips. Like, I can't, I am That's in. a visual right there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it becomes this discussion of organized religion over the course of it. It becomes... It's it's incredible. It's an incredible. I mean, what's cool about what's cool about this is that you know we were saying before and talking about Rock Marcy, like 
that his his lyrics are very visual and very cinematic and you could you could hear you like you could eventually if you heard that rock marciano had transitioned to writing scripts for for like crime movies you wouldn't be you'd be like that's cool and that makes sense right yep. where you know well you know boots riley from the coup he actually did that you know like he yep. he actually became a filmmaker and, and, and wrote sorry to bother you and it's like it, it in in my mind it's something that should be happening way more like think about like you, you it does seem like dan like you you gravitate towards the storytelling tracks yep. right and i yep. i do too like i love that that's that's to me one of the you know i i like lyrics just for lyrics sake and i know also as as somebody who you know every once in a while writes a rap or two that writing a storytelling track is just about the hardest thing you can do and mm. so i have a lot a lot of respect for that and it's just it you know hip-hop like all types of storytelling tracks across genres of music but i think hip-hop is the one where you can put the most words and it's just it just you can really turn it into a really fully fleshed out story yep. and and i think that uh you know it's it's the type of thing that i, I you know when they when it's done well like it does seem like a movie it that would be such a dope concept to do like a bunch of short films just based like not even as like a music video but like specifically based on you know yeah. the best storytelling tracks could you imagine someone Oof. doing that the Oof. moment i Oof. feared like the moment i feared as a, a short film that's sick yeah so uh, that's a great idea okay what are your favorite what do you what story songs did you have you have story songs yeah so i had a couple uh i mean billy woods bardo uh, billy woods on bardo was one of my yeah. oh yeah um just the level of i mean i listened to that when i first heard that i listened to it at least like 10 times in the way <laughs> once again bro that's, that's yeah it was mean. just like you know it was the humor what was the part that okay yeah so i'll just read it so i mean you you guys obviously know the backstory of it but he ends the verse with um okay said enough about me how is that how is it that you rap I'm proud of you, but I won't lie. I listened to a couple tracks. Didn't get it. Are any of your fans black? My, my turn to laugh. <laughs> we split the check in half. I'm no gentleman. Walked her to her car for that fourth down measurement. Body language reticent. I'm here till the end of the week. Do you still smoke trees? She said, nah, we put me to sleep. Mo fall me like Devin the Duke. Kissed her on the cheek. I was at the strip club till three, tipping like I'm rich nurse and drink because i'm cheap and crazy for me like that level of one not only the organization of the thoughts but the level of detail as well as being able to tell a story and interject his own personality into the story as if like you know like i was just talking with him on the street or something that's right. what if someone's telling you a story they're going to be able to uh interject some of their personality into this to the story and yeah. I think that that's that's the beautiful thing about hip-hop where a lot of forms can do like a person can tell a story and still interject their their personality into that story helping further heighten the story and I think uh Billy Woods just did a phenomenal job on Bardo yep in regards to that um and then yep. we'll just go one more and then i mean my my second one would probably be 
and this one's going to be kind of somewhat controversial, but somewhat not. I would have yeah. to go with uh, the second verse of Roses by Kanye West. Okay, um, I, like for, I like Roses. Exactly. And that was, I think that that was probably, I mean, aside from Hey Mama, I think Roses was the verse uh, or the song, particularly that second verse, was the one that really sold a lot of people on Kanye and got them emotionally invested in him. Yeah, no, I think that's a that song is a bit of a masterclass in terms of making you care about a story. Just in because she doesn't even die at the end, right? Like right. you're so invested, and then you're like, okay, things are better now. It's just, it's just such a strange deal because usually they drop the hammer on the end. Uh, so I, I'm yeah, I'm with you on roses. I like it. Uh, Woods. I was just thinking of man, Woods' short movie would be incredible if you were making short films on just woods verses or songs like there's shit from haram that is crazy mm. crazy in oh there. no it's, oh. it's that that yeah that whole that whole verse uh i don't know if it's is it indian summer it's it's yes. the one where he's, and and like it could be actually like i could see that as a short film i yes. actually saw it as a short film in my head same as that bardo verse and and i yep. think you know that's that's the crazy thing because you know sort of what Kay was saying the ability to say like describe a bunch of things in very small amount of words like yep like mm -hmm. the, the ability to like because that's how people are you know you're just chopping it up what happened and then you give those little details that make right. that that tell you so much and I just I think that that's its own thing like I don't even know how you get to that point where you're I and can put it like that i feel like you have to like take notes throughout the day like oh that's that's how i that's how i act because otherwise like how can you how can you be writing a verse and and put so many like recognizably human things in in one right. place and, and he right. has you know he has the ability to bumper sticker himself really well right in the in the earl sweatshirt album on that you know the song he, he says bury me in a borrowed suit you're like bang that's everything right yeah. Um, and like when you we went to his show in Boston and mm -hmm. everyone in the crowd was yelling out all these lines like they just you know he's it's confusing to listen to Woods he, it, you have to unpack it you have to figure it out but on some level you know that line you know and you know that line you can sing along and you can say along so it's it, you never feel left out of it it's even yeah. if you don't know what the song means so facts yeah no the uh, facts dude i had another say what moment of like holy shit what is this um mm -hmm. uh, and it was very much money ice ice king dream by open mike eagle off dark comedy oh nice that's that was actually that was one of uh bobby's here he oh said, shit he, really he, that's he, awesome? he sent me he sent me his list uh i'll give his list so that we can know that uh absolutely we had he had LP, four money Vic, four dollar Vic, yep. uh, life's a bitch AZ, open Mike eagle, calm tornado by Homeboy Sandman, and a Method Man Staten Island freestyle. I don't know. <laughs> so to go into the life's a bitch thing, because I had an, a really interesting thought uh, that I wanted to share with you. So AZ's life's a bitch verse is legend, right? Um, and I was trying to think of like a West Coast comparison. 
to mm. the likes of bitch mm. first. And I would I was thinking about it because there's a documentary they asked Snoop the uh how did you guys organize who was gonna be released next on death row, right? Mm. And they just said whoever killed it on the project, I killed it on the chronic, my album was next, right? So the the AZ Life's a bitch moment is corrupt on Doggy Dog World. Yeah. Because that was when corrupt went nuts, staked his claim, and he, they were like, all right, dog food album is coming. You know, it starts with, well, if you give me 10 bitches, then I'll fuck all 10. <laughs> Seen the homie Snoop Dogg sipping juice. Like, it's, you know. First of all, that's ambitious. Let's just say that's, right. I mean, the stamina involved, but yeah. Right. A fucking menace using hoes like tennis rackets. Like, it's, he, he was just, nuts uh, you know cut off khakis french braids and house shoes like i mean it was if you and you can see it if you watch the video you can see him step into it and just take the moment and that's what az did and that's that's like oh, it, it's interesting with az too because like az came through as the only guest on nas's album and 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 and, and you know nas was considered the the next coming yep. like, you know rock him but az was impressive enough to like i remember when i was first hearing illmatic like that az verse was the one i would play for people i'd be like yo listen to this shit like i can't believe what he's like how he's rapping and what's what's crazy is that that's kind of how people felt also going back with nas when he showed up on live in the barbecue right yep. so it's that same type of thing where it's like somehow he was able to repeat on his own album that initial feeling of hearing someone that is so ill that you know is going to like change the game that's and, and that's impressive in itself that's a special um, bucket of like verses that made your career right live yeah. at the barbecue uh you know doggy dog world life's a bitch these are songs that gave us the career of these artists What's uh, another one? Can you think just right off the top? Can you think of another one? I don't know. Mm. I mean, that was it's it's a heck of a category, but there was. I go. Uh, I try. I always loved uh, Remy Martin on. Uh, oh Lean Back. that's such a good call, Remy Ma on the on the that was on the Big Pun album, right? He gave her a whole track. Oh wow. shit! Forgot about he that. Just oh, yeah, that's nuts right. on that shit. He was like, "She's next." Uh, and that's that really right. gives us the career of Remy. Uh, oh, that's such a good point. Yeah, there's there's so many. That's like a whole nother topic. Would be that, like, that could be a yeah. You you should do it. You should do a show just on that probably. <laughs> that is fucking great. But those are like that very much money. You know, it's it's that blend of an amazing hook, an amazing chorus. Uh, you know, an incredible concept. Uh, you know, writing on the floor of a Chinese restaurant, crown on my hip like Simon Petrikov, references mm. all over the place. I just think it's like Open Mike Eagle's one of the best rappers in the world for to me. And it's because rap is more than just the verse. It's, it's the construction of the song. It's the hook. It's everything. <laughs> and Mike Eagle can do all of it at an incredibly high level. You know, well said. If I interviewed him, I would giggle for days. I'd be excited. 
<laughs> I, I mean, the man loves a podcast, so. Your shot, um, man. We're gonna we're gonna climb up that ladder, man. The uh, let me see here. Oh, uh, I want to show. Okay, you want to you want to see the art? You excited? Yeah, about let's it? see it. We got we got the big reveal. I hired an artist to do a specific state of the game artwork, and I I'm excited about it. <laughs> I thought at first it looked like we were rolling dice or something, but I, <laughs> I, I like to think of it as like I farted and you're pretty unhappy about it. That's that, how that's my oh, vibe. that's great. Oh, I love that. He actually looks kind of happy about it. He looks like he's acknowledging and being like, Yeah, I know how it is, man. I had talked yeah, like- too. Up to his hijinks again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. This is dope, man. I like the art. It's, it's you know. Oh, that's great, man. Uh, you got to make it the cover of this so that people know what we're talking about. But uh, I love it. I will do it. I, I yeah, say- I mean, it's ill. Kind of the animation. I'll give one shout out to a uh, to a to a film uh, that this animation style reminds me of, uh, and it's it's a Japanese anime uh, film called Tekken King Crete. So nice. uh, can create. Okay. Go, everyone go check that out uh, when you get when you get off of this. Uh, it, it, just yeah. type it in with a bunch of K's and it's awesome. it's it's based on a it's based on a comic, but the the style kind of reminds me of this, like very stylized and cool angles. Yeah, it's done by a lady named Buff Cat. I ran into her at a party at like my son's friend's house, and she was like, you know. It was like it was the party they were throwing, and she was like, you know, with her art and, and sell your art. And I was like, that's the fucking one. Uh, because it's just warmth. There was a warmth to it. And it was very important that we weren't doing anything tough. You know what I mean? Besides <laughs> farting. Besides farting podcast, really secretly. About a podcast art with like crossed arms, like we're tough. We're, we're not tough at all. We're not pretending no. to be tough. Uh, as we, you can tell by the college shirt yes absolutely like that <laughs> well, we oh, i love that man so we do but the albums <laughs> down below that we're listening this is all based on this is based on um, a panel from prince of cats uh it's it's a comic oh, nice book. and i've heard of that i've heard of that it's a great great comic book the artist you guys beautiful. are listening to to uh king cruel king and, cruel uh, yeah and doof yeah and yeah, Midnight Express. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was like, we gotta have some specific albums we're listening to, and I was, just, I was like, sending her covers, and it was, I oh, wanted to be albums that we really connected to. So. Yep. Was, yeah, that's a mix of what we what we had going on. I dig um, it. I'm gonna have to hit her up. Yeah. No. Art by Buff Cat. Uh, yeah. Check her Instagram. Check her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. She's she's awesome. And does a lot of really, it's just, there's a warm romance to what she does, and it's 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 really beautiful and yeah. vivid. So I wanted that. I wanted to have something unique. You know, I didn't want to just go to the same three people that everybody gets their art done by. Um, sure. So, yeah, well, that's cool. Oh, are you ready for a Doom verse? Got it. Got to have at least. Let's go. One. Got a Doom verse. All right. You better have the same one I picked. Let's let's see. <laughs> I'll start doing it, and you tell me if you know it. Okay. Uh, 
Villain man never ran with krills in his hand and won't stop rocking till he clocked in a gazillion grand. Till the wasteland sands, till in the wasteland sands, wraps on backs of treasure maps, stacks to the ceiling fan. He rests when he ashes. Ask him after 10 miles in his galashes, smashes stashes, chip on his shoulder with a slip on a holster, uh, a clip, a folder, and his grip on a boulder bolster. Wow. Yeesh. That is gazillion ears That's that. uh, of Born Like This. Crazy. That was just one of those songs. I had a whole category of songs where I was like, what the fuck? Like, and that was that was that. That was just holy shit. Listen, man, Doom, Doom's another one. You know, Doom's another one where it's just like oh shit, uh, you can rap like an absolute crazy super villain and literally rap, rhyme every single word in a sentence together. Um, it's, ju- it's just unbelievable what, what he was able to do. I had rhymes like dimes on mine because that was oh, the first, yeah. first <laughs> verse I ever heard from him. It's and so, probably yeah. one of the ones I go back to the most. But uh, yeah, I mean, Doom, you could... There's an infinite amount of ones you can pick, and it's just in ter- in terms of like his influence on my style, it's it's again it's just that whimsical thing he had going on too. Like some of the words he'll he'll just like he just he'll he'll bring out a, like a gadzooks or something. It's like what? <laughs> like where's that coming from? Like I mean, during this song, Kay he says once sold an inbred skinhead an N word joke. Plus a brand new chrome smoker with the triggers broke. Like Crazy. it's just fucking nuts. He, was, he expanded the universe. He literally expanded the universe. Like uh, with with what he was doing, with how he was doing it, mm-hmm. it created an entire school of thought. And there's people on the internet who are still like, "Is Doom big or just big on Twitter?" I'm like. It doesn't matter what you say because the people you love love Doom. Your favorite rap, he's your favorite rapper's rapper. Yeah, you yeah, know that one video of, of most def like gushing over over yeah. Doom lyrics is still like one of the most pure. It's basically what we've been trying to do for the past, you know, hour and a half, but it's it's most deaf. So you're just like, oh <laughs> shit. Like it's so dope to see, you know, people appreciating a rapper that I like, you know, in that way. And it's just, it's like a hopeful feeling when you see that. You're like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. people actually understand how, how great this, this man's uh, work is, you know? Do you have, Kay, do you have a Nas song that fucked you up that was like the Change Your Life Nas song? Um, I mean, I'll go with, I had New York State of Mind on my, on my list, but I think the one that really connected with me uh, was off. I think life is good. Oh. Um, so he had a song with Amy Winehouse called Cherry Wine. So let me see if I can just get the yeah, Cherry so, Wine's dope. Yeah. And so that was that was the that was because we did categories, and so that was one of the uh, songs that I learned a lot knowledge. Why? Like I got a lot of knowledge from. I would say. Um, just particularly like how casual it was, how laid back it was, and he had like a refrain where he goes, uh, it's at the end. He goes, yeah, let's pour some cherry wine. Everything's good. Everything is fine. Yeah, yeah, we bring it every time. 
Yeah, poor little cherry wine. Yeah. Hey, yo, Salam. Yeah, I think they know the time. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Yeah, poor little cherry wine. Life is good. Life is good. Yeah. Life is good no matter what. Life is good. And so that was that just became like a like a mantra that I would say to myself, you know, when when times were tough, I would just repeat that mantra. And it and it kind of kind of helped me through. So I, I've always got to awesome. thank him for that. Yeah. That's great. No, Nas has had a lot of Good different mantra. a lot of different that's manifestations, man. That's that's <laughs> great to hear that that was the yeah, the moment. Because for me, uh the uh for me, it was so I had a roommate. I was deep into corrupt. I was deep a West Coast guy. Mm-hmm. And he started making fun of me because some of the songs, you know, he had the song on the corruption album, Fresh. He just said fresh over and over again. Uh, and <laughs> he was like, This is trash. Let me show you what real rap is. And he put on Nas's life. Mm. And Earth, Wind, and Fire, Rims and Tires, Bulletproof Glass, Inside is the Realest Driver. Planets in orbits, line them up with the stars, tarot cards. You can see the Pharaoh Nas. Nas is like Iron Mike, Messiah type, before the Christ, after the death, the last one left. Like, it was just <laughs> shit talking on an amazing level. Like, mm-hmm. I that, song is, that song is incredible, man. You know, yeah. That song, was, that song is unreal. And, and, uh, I had I had it ain't hard to tell on my list because um, ooh that's good yeah because that was actually a, a I remember in like senior year of high school we had to we had to like analyze some lyrics to a song and we could pick whatever we want it was kind of like the proto rap genius yep. you know yep. like, <laughs> uh, back in the day and uh, I picked that one and it was it was fun to you know. I literally, I found that sometime recently, I was at my parents' house, I found the thing that I had done for that class, I had to like break down the, the lyrics, and you know, we were studying like poetic form and uh, allusion to like Greek mythology that he uses in that song, it's, it's crazy, yeah, I mean, the fact that he was writing like that at whatever it was, like 19 or 20, is, is still something that has really kind of not been surpassed, in my opinion, as Illmatic is one of the best uh, lyrical examples you could ever use, but throughout his career, he's had, he's had songs like, like Nas Light that just comes out and it's, it's also on that level. So that's a good pick. Yup. Yeah. No, it's, uh, no, it's good. It would, like, I know you need to go let's switch into recommendation corner. Bring the celebration down. So we'll, I want to recommend an album that really threw me off. And it's because, this dude is hella prolific, right? We've talked to Darko the Super before. He's very prolific uh, out of Philly. So when people are prolific, sometimes it slips through your head. He has a new album with Height Keach called You Gotta Have Friends that is fun as shit. Fun as shit. Wall to wall, my arms bend back, Donnie Darko, Lost in Space. It is 11 songs. It is like an old school rap album mm. where the two people are just going and trading off and like fun concepts, huge beats. It's just beautiful. I, I, I just love the energy of that album. Hell yeah. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. No, it's, it's so funny and he's, he's got a great sense of humor. Um, yeah. 
and Ike Keach is, is great as well. So, yeah, it was uh, very talented. Darko is like more talented than Enos. That's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, do you have any recommendations before you go? Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll give a shout out to an album that also dropped recently, uh, called Surface Noise. It's by, it's by my homie Lars Viola. And, uh, we actually just did a, um, did, uh, it was me, uh, Prem Rock and, uh, Junk Science, a couple other artists up there, my homie Nico Wave. And we did the, the album release show for this in, in Brooklyn a, a few weeks back. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was an album that I, I knew about for a while. I'd heard like the finished product for like uh, at least a couple of years back, but he's been working on it for like 10 years. He's a dope producer. Uh, Pen Pals has, a, has an album called The Postman Always Rings Twice. That's all of his production. Yep, um, and uh, thank you. And this one is, is him both on the beats and the rhymes, similar to another recommendation that I have, but I, got, I know you guys already know, is, is Brig Brain by, by the homie Brain Orchestra. So if you, like, if you like the Brain Orchestra album, check out uh, Lars Viola's Surface Noise because it's one of the best examples currently of, of someone who's making it. He does the majority of the beats on there. There's a, I think uh, some... There's one guest, one or two guest beats, one, one by Exile. Uh, that's really dope. There's uh, also one by Squires, the Pen Pals in-house producer, uh, with a, a song with Quelle Chris on there called Broadcast News. That's really, really dope. So there's, there's all types of heat on there. And it's, uh, he's another dude. He's got good, good personality. His personality shines through in his rapping. He's funny. He's, you know, he's got bars. But, but generally, like, his, his production is what, brings me to that album you know i've listened to it a lot and it's not just because he's my friend like he's he's very thorough on on the beat so so yeah check that one out don't sleep on pen pals recommendations the recommended 156 murray hill plaza by jeray and i love that that's 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 my homie too yeah Yeah, that's enough that would have been another good one to, to put up in there and actually have some production on that uh that album as well um but the song bucket hat and it's oh, one, of the, one, one, one of the one of the very few times where I actually made a beat and wanted to rap on it as well. So you can check that out uh, on all streaming services. One fifty six Murray Hill Plaza. He'll appreciate that. Yeah, that's a great album. Okay, you uh, you finished Dollface yet? Are you enjoying that on on Hulu? What's going on? Oh, uh, I haven't even started. No, I just my only recommendation is, I mean, I've seen the Batman movie twice. Uh, I, I loved the Batman movie. I gotta get to see this. The, thing. the I, Batman I, movie. The Batman, yeah, the <laughs> Batman movie, yeah. The Batman I, movie, the Batman. The right. Batman movie, the Batman, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, heads up, it's three hours, so it's. I mean, Woo. so use the bathroom before getting in the theater. But I mean, it was just phenomenal. Use I thought. the bathroom before seeing the Batman. <laughs> yep, we're doing it. I would. Yeah, I was, I went, I was like, this is gonna suck. I'm not gonna see it. And then I waited for people to see it. And and now there's like believers who are like, this is the shit. This is dope. So I'm like, all right, I gotta check it out now. I gotta check it out. So I'm, I'm tentatively making plans. So we'll see. But yeah, thank you for hanging out the whole time. This has been awesome. Of course, uh, thanks, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, congrats again on 
on one hundred and the the ill artwork. Uh, yep. And mm -hmm. yeah, just keep keep doing your thing, man. Our by Buffcat, man. Thank you, Brooke. Yeah, and oh, last thing, K. My son dunked on somebody today, uh, verbally. I, <laughs> I got excited. I'm like, oh shit, you're going to the NBA. No, one of his friends was like, I'm dunking like LeBron James, and he said, No, you're dunking like Landry Shannon. <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, Second eight, reference eight years tonight. Old. Eight years old. Like, it's brutal. Like, that kid's going far. Yep. He's going to shit talk everybody. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of that. Yep. Be nice to people.